welcome to the Let's Talk EMDR podcast brought to you by the EMDR International Association, or EMDRIA. I'm your host, Kim Howard. In this episode, we are talking with Dutch EMDR therapist and clinical psychologist, Thea Buensen, about new technical innovations in EMDR therapy. Let's get started. Today, we are speaking with Dutch EMDR therapist, clinical psychologist, and founder of two e-health startups, Che Thunsen, to talk about new technical innovations in the delivery of EMDR therapy. Thank you, Che, for being here today. We are so happy that you said yes. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. So tell us about your path to becoming an EMDR therapist. I started being a therapist shortly after graduation. It's quite a while ago, I think in 2013. And in my first job as a basic, well, as a basic psychologist, uh, I learned different techniques and uh, I saw someone else, a coworker of me doing EMDR. And I was fascinated by it. I heard a lot about it, but I, I was fascinated in how fast it could yield to an effective result, especially when it comes to very severe complaints trauma complaints. We got the opportunity to do an internal training program, which was not official. And that's how I learned it. And the the more I practiced it, the more enthusiastic I got and wanted to learn more. So I did the the formal trainings in the Netherlands. Things kind of escalated from that, I would say. Yeah, we hear that a lot on this podcast. Somebody either was introduced to it by perhaps a college professor, or they learned it on an internship, or later in their career, somebody that they worked with was using it, and they found out about it. And and was interested enough to add it to their to their offerings in their clinics. So yeah, it's it's pretty uncommon to have somebody who learned it in college or before that. So it's always we always like to find out from people kind of how they started EMDR therapy and how they came to it. So that's a good story. Thank you for sharing. What's your favorite part of working with EMDR therapy? I would say to be very close to an observable emotional effect, right? So a lot of the therapeutic work that has been done in other techniques is done during sessions or uh, during the time a client is reflecting on things or you can slowly see improvement over a period of time. Where I find in EMDR, you can directly observe the effects of it on the on the client and the client observes too and he's surprised. And that large change you can see in people and you can feel it, especially if you're in the same room with one another, that to me is is very gratifying and valuable as a as a therapist. Yeah. 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 It's good to get that almost almost immediate response in a positive way when you're working with somebody. So I we hear that a lot too from our our members, uh, whether we interview them or they write for the magazine or we talk to them and or they present is that the impact of the therapy is so immediate. You can see this almost light bulb and then this sense of relief that the client or the patient experiences mm. when the therapy works, you know, for them. And, and it, that's part of the bonus of offering EMDR therapy is you get that little jolt of positivity that happens. So yeah. you have founded two e-startups. So you obviously are not afraid of technology, which leads us to our next question, which is what successes have you seen using technology during an EMDR therapy session? To give a little bit of context, maybe in the Netherlands, our EMDR protocol is being taught to to follow quite strictly in the beginning as a starting EMDR therapist. And me being instructed to read out this protocol, I felt like, well, 
I've been doing this over and over and over the same words. This is something that maybe technology could help into optimize some some aspects of it. And my first venture was called EMDR VR, in which we built a self-help EMDR tool in which a client could put on VR glasses and then with a virtual avatar could interact and do an automated EMDR session so that the client could help himself, right? So it's, it was a very bizarre idea when we started out. And the more we read about it, the more it started to make sense. You know, in, in VR, you, you can use the full visual space and making those large eye movements. And we developed a program in which you can use reactions of a client towards a moving stimulus to measure the performance of eye movements and how fast they could go and how fast they should go. And there was a lot of a lot of possibilities to to research EMDR. We got very far in that. We, we got into a, an American accelerator program called Y Combinator. So it was super cool. We were able to start a business around that, that concept. Well, coming from a clinical and scientific background, there was a kind of a dilemma in the sense that this I think it's very important that we research technology step by step and we do it in a very cautious manner, right? So launching a self-help EMDR tool like that should be done with a lot of research, a lot of caution, and you should create the boundaries or the context to do that in a safe manner, right? right. And because of that, I left that initiative and I started the second e-health company in which I developed a tool to support the EMDR therapist. So not to take over the session, or to automize, but to take, um, well, to take a supportive role. So the, the therapist in this case wouldn't have to do those finger movements. Well, having done EMDR a lot, like full day, every day, uh, I got very sore in my right shoulder at some point. Maybe some therapists can relate. So I thought, well, if there would be a tool, technology that could do this dual bilateral stimulation and those attention tasks, yeah, that, that could be actually something to really support the therapist instead of replacing it. I've done a lot of research with that. So to answer your question, it was a very long introduction. What astonished me is that with technology, I could make my EMDR sessions much more effective. I saw that using the technology instead of using my own, well, non-technical techniques to, to initiate the, the working memory load or the, the dual attention tasks, it helped. And I, as a therapist, could focus on different aspects that, that made yeah, the, the therapy more efficiently as well. And I would also uh, think a technology like that would help a therapist who might be physically impaired, hmm. someone who might have an issue with hand movements either early in their career or even later if they develop something like a Parkinson's situation or some other kind of condition where, or if they've been hurt or injured and they can't use their arms or hands to wave their fingers in front of the patient. And so... Tools like that would help basically a community like that as well. So it's good that there are options out there for people to look at and think about adding to their practice if they need it. So, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, I think the, the most common uh, technology that this uses is the, uh, a light bar, right? So it's a static bar in which a light moves so the therapist wouldn't have to use the arm anymore, which is a solution indeed, not only just for the physical effort, but also that you can create some physical distance towards your client. You don't need to sit that close to the client, which could be uncomfortable, awkward, or maybe the client would feel judged having that a person looking at him or so close to him. Yeah, so using technology to create distance, literally, actually, you could use it to treat clients online 
on this. So you don't need to be in the same room even. That can solve a lot of practical complications or limitations for uh, clients to find therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the pandemic, it's changed how therapists have approached their work because they we had no choice. Everybody was in lockdown. Nobody was going anywhere, you know, and nobody was seeing people face to face. And so we had to we had to find alternatives for that. So that's where technology really is extremely useful uh, in situations like that. And then I presume it becomes very secondhand and commonplace for them to just continue to use it. And then they just integrate it even after we get back into in-person sessions, you know, because they've already used it so much online that they just naturally integrate it into their sessions. So, yeah. Are there any myths that you would like to bust about using technology during EMDR therapy? Oh, I'd love to. Yes. Uh, (laughs) If the list is like super long, just give me like your top three or five. We've done research with the Dutch EMDR Association about the attitude that other EMDR therapists had towards online EMDR. So using technology, specifically a a computer version that could be used to assist in on-distance online EMDR. And a lot of therapists thought that the therapeutic relation would suffer because of that. Because you're not in the room together, you would you couldn't really feel or it would make the therapy less effective or you couldn't pick up on any visual cues or bilateral stimulation or the working memory load was too low. And well, we tested this with them. So they these therapists did a pre-measurement stating their attitude on, on the different aspects of it. Then they tried online EMDR. And it turned out that a lot of their negative assumptions, they uh, turned out to be disproven afterwards. So it turned out that afterwards using EMDR, they, the therapist thought the therapeutic relation was actually as good as face-to-face therapy. They experienced that it was even better when it comes to the stimulation that they could provide because they could use technical tools. They noticed that sessions became more effective using support tools and technology and more comfortable and efficient because they could just, you know, work from home. They had less uh, travel time. So <laughs> I'm a big thing that maybe the top three combined in one in one study, actually, we're quite positively surprised about that. Yeah, that's good. That's good that those, those tools were available to help. So there, are there any specific complexities or difficulties with using technology during EMDR therapy? There is, yes. A lot of tools rely on internet to work. So you have to establish a connection with those tools. And for instance, with the EMDR light bar that works on Bluetooth, sometimes devices have a battery that need to be charged before using. Also, it's prone to notifications. Like if you would use online EMDR on your phone, for instance, then you could get pop-up messages, emails, uh, phone calls. So it is advised before doing an digital session like that to uh, put your phone on silent make sure you know you're in a calm environment where you will not be disturbed to have your battery charged to have stable internet connection especially work while working on distance so that can be a a little bit tricky plus the therapist mostly would need to be comfortable with using a program like online emdr or a computer program and well, lots of programs have a lot of options nowadays, for instance, adding exposure functions, so integrating video or sound or uh, photo material, different options to offer different kind of bilateral stimulation. 
And if you're not used to that, you're using the program for the first time, it can be yeah, a bit of a, a puzzle in what to use at what point. So I would say always try to practice a lot and with time, experience will build up. How do you introduce that to your client? I mean, I know you need to practice with it and make sure the technology is working and make sure you're comfortable with it. But how do you approach the client who may become to EMDR therapy for the first time and or the second time and they're like, whoa, what do you mean? We've got all this light bar in front of me and what are we going to do? How do you ease their concerns if they have any about using that as part of the therapeutic process? I think the the, the biggest reassurance is that, well, I cannot speak for other tools that I'm not involved in in its development or research, but the tool that we've created with a company called Moved in the Netherlands, it's called WeMind EMDR. We have scientifically researched and it showed that our sessions are equally effective and even more effective than the alternative uh, traditional methods, which I think is an important criteria to, to launch technical tools in clinical practice. I think it's very important to validate the innovative ideas that psychologists have before putting into practice. Then again, in practice, we've seen that the tool works for many, many, many clients and sessions become shorter too. And, and this information I can share with the client to, well, coming from an authority base, we have studied the, the effectiveness of a product. We've studied why we think it worked based on the working memory theory and it turns out to be a safe and probably as good as or even better alternative than traditional methods. I interviewed, I think it was Marshall Lyles who said it. And he said, you know, anybody who comes to therapy they're, they're such brave human beings to even make that step to go and to talk to somebody about their, their issues. And so he said, you know, we just have to honor the, the fact that they've taken that step and what a big step that is for somebody to, to do that. So anybody out there who's ever been to therapy, thank you. And anybody who's considering going to therapy, you are brave. So thank you as well for doing that. Your biography says that you practice EMDR therapy in India. How do you practice cultural humility as an EMDR therapist? That's a very good question. And I'm not sure if I can answer it because I work online and I work mostly with Dutch patients or uh, patients not actually from India. I only moved here a few months ago, so I'm still climatizing. And I think that EMDR is not that well known in this part of the world. Um, and it should be. But I think as a therapist going into a different culture, it's appropriate to first learn and take the things that you learn into consideration. I, I would be hesitant to applying my Western style immediately on non-Western clients without knowing what the downfalls of it could be. Right. That's a good answer. Yeah. Do you have a favorite free EMDR related resource that you would suggest either for the public or other EMDR therapists? I do, but I'm biased. I mean, our old, our own tool is available for free, at least for the first month. So I would recommend anyone just to try it, but not just because of the product, but also just to try how it feels to do online EMDR or to use technology as a supporting tool in your sessions. There are a lot of free videos on YouTube that you could use, like that's mostly a, a, a little dot moving from left to right or a, or a ball, but that's a video. So you cannot really adjust the speed of the ball moving so the speed of eye movements or the, the stimulation that would give unfortunately 
the market also works that most free tools are not the most developed in a sense that they're they can be quite basic they can be prone to stability issues and i would not recommend using all three tools in therapy but i would recommend to trying it out and see and get a feeling of, of how what, what's out there available and compare and see like okay this works for me or this i can use in my work setting and this is uh, less preferable yeah shopping around is not not a bad idea if you're going to integrate any kind of technology into your therapy so thank you for that mm. suggestion what would you like the people outside of the EMDR community to know about using technology for EMDR? I would like them to know that the technology is already quite far advanced. We are doing research on using algorithms to determine how much bilateral stimulation or how much working memory taxation uh, a patient would need uh, live during a session. So. We use those algorithms to um, adjust automatically the stimulation um, to the client's specific needs in the moment. And based on that, we found a lot of interesting uh, results uh, showing that titrating, so adapting the, the live working memory load or live stimulation on the client really has a big effect on the effectivity. Um, also in line with EMDR 2.0, that's a movement uh, started from uh, Professor Ad Young, Dr. Susie Matthijsen. Um, they integrate exposure aspects of it too, to really activate the working memory and the, the, the memory representations in the brain. Because a lot of patients with PTSD, they avoid, right? They don't want to think about unpleasant things. Uh, we can use technology using exposure functions to consciously or unconsciously activate the, the fear network in the brain. And we can help our clients to do so. So clients who are hesitant to think back of their trauma, we can help by displaying related image or a video while desensitizing. And especially the combination, also exposure and EMDR within one system makes therapy even more effective. And we can really personalize with technology the, the EMDR sessions to clients. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is. If you weren't an EMDR therapist, what would you be? There's no wrong answer. We just like to ask because we're curious. <laughs> what other therapy looks like EMDR? No, that's a, it's a good question. I think I would be still a psychologist, but focusing on different uh, trauma techniques. There are several, of course. But to be honest, this is kind of a, maybe a cliche answer, but without... EMDR, I would have been probably a different therapist or a different person because uh, working a lot with it, I feel it has an impact on me personally. And yeah, helping clients using this technique got me a lot in, 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 in my career, but also in, in my personal life. Yeah, you're not the first guest to say they would, they would still be an EMDR therapist. I truly believe that what you guys do for a living is a vocation and not a career path that you have to be called to do this. When you help people, whether you're in the medical profession or public service or first responders, that kind of work is, is so crucial to humanity as a whole, but you can't just do it as a career and kind of go away, just forget about it at the end of the day. It's, it's part of sort of who you are. And so that's why I think it's really, truly more of a vocation than a career path. And it, it kind of finds you, you don't choose it, it chooses you, I believe. 
that about people who do what you do for a living. So thank you guys, all, you and everyone else out there who helps to heal humanity because there's certainly a lot out there to heal. That's for sure. So we appreciate all the work. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, well, I totally agree with what you just said. I think to add technology can solve several problems that now exist uh, around the whole world and uh, connecting clients with therapists that could not be connected because of physical distance, because of unavailability of therapists. I'd like to add that, well, giving digital EMDR trainings myself, I got a lot of response from my students in that they had their own bias, their own negative expectations in how it would go. They would find it scary or too difficult and it could be a little boundary you know, to, to use technology uh, within th therapy. And I would really advise other therapists that are, are listening to, to try to step out of your comfort zone within a safe setting and to uh, yeah, but be open to experience what not only technical inventions can do for your therapy, for your client, but also for yourself and how much more comfort you could get or less discomfort with, you know, moving your, your arm uh, for hours or working more efficiently, saving time, uh, not only for your client, but only for yourself. So like I would advise my clients to be brave and, you know, to motivate them to, st to step over their boundaries and comfort zone and uh, getting therapy. I would advise other therapists to do the same and yeah, maybe do some research in how technology could help you. It's a good way to end the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. This has been the Let's Talk EMDR podcast with our guest, Chia Thunson. Visit www.emdria.org for more information about EMDR therapy or to use our Find an EMDR Therapist directory with more than 15,000 therapists available. Like what you hear? Make sure you subscribe to this free podcast wherever you listen. Thanks for being here today.